Tupperware is celebrating over 75 years of service to millions around the world. Independent Tupperware consultants have supplemented income while others have made it a full-time business. Christy King is making her way to the top while hosting parties, having fun with friends and family, and opening opportunities to others, making new friends through the use of technology. Reach out to her. She is your go-to girl when it comes to Tupperware for all seasons, birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, new additions to the family, and a whole lot more. Welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest calling in today from Silicon Valley is Ramesh. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Beverly. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, Nicole's going to read a little bio about you so the audience knows who you are, and then we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of everything. Ramesh is the founder and CEO of Quantum Vision Consulting, focused on turning professionals into confident and successful leaders. Ramesh has spent over three decades in high-tech industry, leading global teams in software development, product management, and marketing. He has launched several new high-tech products, has worked with customers, vendors, and ecosystem partners to increase the product footprint. He is an MBA from Haas School of Business, Berkeley. He is an electrical engineer from a leading institute in India. And as a certified coach, speaker, and trainer with the John Maxwell team, he accelerates personal and professional growth for experienced professionals. He has conducted several webinars, masterminds, workshops, and courses on personal and leadership development. Ramesh is a distinguished Toastmaster from Toastmasters International and highest achievement in public speaking program. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Nicole. I appreciate it. That is a repertoire of beautiful information. So Ramesh, what got you going down that track, down that lane to doing what you're doing today? and how it's changed your life. Thank you so much, Beverly. First of all, I, I have been leading the teams uh, right from the age of 24. And when I got into the workforce and uh, I became manager very early on, actually at the age of 26. And I've been, I've led teams small to large and a small company to large companies. But while going through the corporate jobs, one of the things that really, really got me thinking is one experience. I was leading a large team, maybe about 15 to 20 people. And, and we had a really a very tough project and tough product that we were trying to roll out. And it was, uh, it involved like cross-functional team of very difficult personalities. So in one of the, 
meetings, I could not make it. So I deputed somebody, some one of my lady staff uh, member to uh, go to the meeting. And she came back from the meeting in tears. She was sobbing. And I said, what happened? I thought you, I mean, you were my representative in that meeting, what happened? And she said, you know, those people were so rude and they were so direct and dominant and they were really trying to force things on her and they in fact said some bad things about her that she couldn't take it. She walked off in tears. That's when I realized that it is just not important to keep doing good work, but also be able to deal with difficult situations in more constructive ways, to be able to communicate more assertively, more concisely what you want to do, and to have some kind of um, you know, assertiveness that you can show to the people and still succeed. And in fact, I got reminded of my childhood. In my childhood, my younger sister, she was bullied in her school. She really had so much trauma from that bully that we had to get her out of school for three months to get her treated. In fact, she had to be admitted in a psychiatric hospital for, for that. But ultimately she got cured. But that is the day I thought that in my life, I will not have unfairness tolerated. So when I got this lady staff in tears, I got reminded of my sister. And I said, no, this is the time to take a stand. And we really went about training her, coaching her to become a confident and successful leader one day. And I'm very glad to tell you that she is a senior director at one of the Silicon Valley technology company today. This really gave me an idea that I, have, I can touch lives and I can become a good coach one day. Wow, that's beautiful, you know, to be able to take a story like that and really turn it around, you know. So these pivoting moments in life, it seems like it, it doesn't matter who you are, what you're doing, what your profession is, what your passion is. It always kind of goes back to something that happened mm -hmm. in that childhood and then not necessarily happening to you, mm -hmm. right, like you're, you're sharing with your sister. But to be able to say, wow, back then I didn't have the means to make changes, but now I do. Absolutely. And, and actually take that action and step up to the plate, you know, and again, when we look in corporate world, you know, it's, it's evening out a little bit more than what it used to be, but it used to be really, you know, a man's world, so to speak you know, before women started coming into, you know, their power as CEOs and, and working up the ladder and having to be that hardcore. And, and now we're starting to see where, wait a minute, we can bring some kind of a balance together. So when you're working coaching, you know, with men or with women, do you prefer one sex over the other? Um, do you, do you kind of look past that and just go into the human element of who they are to build that trust and confidence, you know, to turn them into being the asset to themselves that they really are? That's a good question, Beverly. I, I look beyond. I mean, I think the one, one sex or other really is not as much material as really the state that people are in, you know, and how they want to uh, progress in life. So I have clients from both uh, uh, 
walks in the society um, equally represented. I have seen that really the frustrations are very common. A lot of these people are my, my target clients. They are working very hard. They are domain experts. They really know a lot. The company depends on them. The managers depend on them. Senior management depends on them. And they work hard. They, but they, they're so committed to work. They don't get enough time to do, spend with family. They don't get uh, vacations. They don't take vacations. Even if they are given vacation, they say, oh, well, I still have got this milestone to complete, so I better not take vacation. But they don't see the progress in terms of uh, management positions as um, but they deserve. So they lose out somewhere. And that is where I come in picture. I, I assess and identify why that is happening and what they could be doing to accelerate their growth. Okay, that, you know, that makes perfectly good sense because sometimes, you know, we are too close to the forest to see the trees. And when you're, you have others that are depending on you, you're in a position and you're not sure exactly how you're going to fill it, but you're going to do everything you can. And so you're working overtime, which then increases your own stress levels, right? right? And and then everyone suffers. You know, but I think you made a good suffer. point about the, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Uh, so you made a good point about the, the perspective that is seen by uh, men versus women workforce is different. And that really comes about in a group settings. So I do a lot of group coaching. So I had like few two lady uh, staff or students in my coaching and there were four others men. And you can see the dynamic that comes across in the discussions. They say, hey, this is how I would do. And then, you know, there is a different perspective coming from my lady colleagues who will say, hmm, I don't think I would go that way. <laughs> so, so <laughs> it is very nice to see the dynamics and, and they all love it. You know, they all love, love the fact that, you know, there is a cross-pollination of ideas and uh, thinking, you know, uh, and they learn from each other. That's what I see. Well, and that's good to be able to be in those masterminds, in those meetings and stuff like that, where there is no judgment and everybody has an open mind, keeping an open mind to really pay attention and listen to hearing what's being said mm -hmm. and meet in the middle to where now, now we're working in harmony instead of one on this side of the fence and one on that side of the fence, right? I agree, completely, completely agree. Yeah, and, and so how, how does that change? Because we do have a lot of our listeners that are, um, leaving corporate and going into entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And we have more women, you know, now than ever that mm -hmm. are really taking on those high roles of, uh, you know, corporate positions, but also the entrepreneurships and, mm -hmm. and really, you know, learning how to speak their truth, being able to have their voice heard, you know, so speaking to the audience, you know, and that's where they're looking, you know, are there certain things that you suggest to your clients, you know, when you're working in a group or individually, and do you prefer group, you know, mixed versus one-on-one -on -one individual? How, how does that all work for you? That's a good question. Really, first of all, let me tell you that I am the living example of going from corporate to entrepreneurship. So I am an entrepreneur now. And I have had long years uh, spent in corporate and I can, I'm going through the transition. I, I figured out a few things that uh, we, I should do uh, 
differently if I had to start all over again. For example, one of the things I learned is that you can't do all by yourself. Okay. So I'm like, I have 30 years of experience. I can do this. I can do that. Sure. I mean, we come up with all this great enthusiasm and energy and we don't want to give up anything. I say, Hey, and you know, I've got to write an email. I'll do it. You've got to create a social media page. I will do it. If I have to create a flyer, I thought I'll do it. And I started doing all of this all by myself. And then I said, wait a minute, what is going on? I'm in doing like uh, the grunt work and really my, I'm not really progressing in terms of getting my company deliverables and getting visibility outside and people didn't know what exactly I was doing and so on. So one thing I learned is that you got to, you got to prioritize what is your core skill, core strengths and focus on them and delegate the rest of it to someone else who can do things better. For example, now I've got a virtual admin who is remote, but she handles so many things that I couldn't do as well and so on. So that is first thing I wanted to tell you about the uh, transition. Secondly, in terms of mix, I, I prefer mix um, in my uh, the diversity in, my, in the groups that I deal with. One-on-one -on -one is good, but group brings a different perspective. Because in group situation, people are sharing experiences and they're learning from each other. And biggest thing the group brings is accountability. See, one of the reasons why a lot of this training program courses and coaching doesn't really work is that they learn something, they know what to do, they do for some time, but then you know, they, they, they stop doing it. And there is nobody to ask them. So what group coaching brings is accountability. So every time we meet as a group, say every two weeks, as a, then we, we go through, this is what you said you, we, you would do. Where are we? Where are you on that? Is there anything that we can do to help each other? So I think accountability is one of the key, key benefit of group coaching. Even in one-on-one, -on -one, you won't get that um, benefit because in one-on-one -on -one coaching, again, you learn something, but the, probably in one-on-one, -on -one, you're not tracking every time. It's, still, it's too much to track in one-on-one, -on -one, whereas a group is much better situation. Thirdly, I have seen that uh, my lady colleagues or friends who are getting into entrepreneurship, they have a lot more challenges uh, that, uh, than men, I would say. They face many challenges in terms of going to the stage to, to be able to deliver something and being taken seriously. I mean, a lot of uh, my friends told me that they do, they're not taken seriously. They have so much knowledge. They've got so much to offer. They want to be um, touching lives. They want to be adding value in others' life. But, you know, it, it is a hard time for them to get real serious uh, uh, audiences. So that is one thing. Second thing is that lot of uh, one of the suggestions and we all talked about and we are beginning to follow is that the really what we need to do is to be authentic. We shouldn't go into looks or uh, we don't have to be like absolutely best looking person and you know we got to go make the best impression and should be flawless. Gone are the days of flawless uh, executions. Everyone is human. <laughs> we are all human. We can make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes, but be authentic. Admit your mistakes and say that you will be doing better next time. So 
being authentic, come, speaking from the heart and adding value is what works. And that is what a lot of my uh, fellow coaches are beginning to do. You know, you, you mentioned something when you said you, you know, in that group setting that your, your female is challenged more, you know, you know, just because she happens to be female versus male, because we're still, there's still that dominance, you know, that, that takes place, you know, so when you're working with someone who's wanting to come up in the ranks, but not wanting to be hardcore and cold, and like you say, being authentic and still coming from the heart, you know, how do you suggest to the women to be able to continue to build that, to get listen to you know it's like because they do have the knowledge you know so how do you how do you speak to that woman you know in getting that voice heard and listened to and then how would you you know share that with the men as to how that they need to you know start to pay attention and listen differently when a woman is speaking versus when another male is speaking that, did that make sense in that question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, a, that's a good uh, question. In fact, before I go into that, actually, let me tell you that I have a daughter who is an electrical engineer from UC uh, Los Angeles, University of California, Los Angeles. And when she was doing her engineering, she told me, Dad, did I get into the right major? Is this the right thing to do? Because I'm the only girl in the whole class. And I, I used to tell her that, hey, you are special. That's why you are the only girl. And now she's a chip designer in Apple, Apple uh, company. And she's happy, but at the same time, she keeps talking about the fact that there is a huge imbalance, that she, she is in meetings where she's the only lady staff, everybody else um, is male, and uh, she has to deal with it on a constant basis. So uh, whatever you are asking is something that I'm going through in my personal life. I'm giving her suggestions, uh, you know, propping her up, you know, motivating her. No, you can do it. You, you are, uh, you are really lucky to be where you are. Right. So that is. Uh, but specifically speaking, you know, one of the things that really helps uh, is to connect with the team members at a deeper level. Now. I think the ladies tend to be more emotional. So they take a lot of, uh, they see from emotional point of view and they get put off if something is not really emotionally sinking or, right. or something. Whereas really speaking, what you need to understand, what I tell them is to look at the personality traits of the people. And there are actually four types of uh, major personality traits. And there are many personality profiling techniques out there. The one that I'm, I have mastered is uh, what's called DISC method, D-I-S-C personality. D is, stands for dominant, I for inspiring, S for st stable, and C for conscientiousness. Basically, C is more analytical, quality-oriented, process-oriented, goes deep into it, can't do multitasking, very technical, very, very uh, subject focused, subject matter expert kind of guys see. S people are more like stable, you know, uh, uh, relationship oriented, trustworthy. Don't push me too hard. I'll do the work you want. And you know, let's all work together kind of people. I people are inspiring. They are like energetic, 
engaging social they're always around people they want to talk a lot they want to uh, discuss things much more social as well as work and d are dominant people who are really goal oriented task oriented not people oriented they absolutely are looking at milestones and they don't have patience they really don't want too much detail they really want to tell me about the points so there are different ways to deal with a lot of the ladies stuff they really get uh, intimidated by d type personalities because d's are coming and thumping the desk all the time first of all they say oh my god this you know why are you doing this and, and, and they may not ask but that's what is going on in their mind so i think they need to so what i coach them is about how do you really deal with d personalities you got to be straight to the point don't chit chat don't go emotional d guys are not emotional <laughs> they really don't want to waste time on those emotional aspects of things so get to the point very quickly don't chit chat a lot straight to the point if you have a problem come up with some three solutions for that problem and say hey i thought of this problem here are solution a b c which one would you like to choose then d really gets impressed and said wow she has come prepared she is really got her act together right on the other hand i people i people are like oh very social and all that and again some of the lady staff they really don't like chit chatting a lot they say hey why are you talking about what? say when you go to i person you may say hey last time hey beverly uh, uh, last time we met you know your daughter was going to go to college how is she doing in college and you might think what is she why is he asking about my daughter right now i've come with a very specific problem i've got so much help i need on my problem and here is wasting time on daughter's college hello i mean we can discuss that in our friday happy hour whatever <laughs> you might think that right but i i it is coming from i's heart that's how i connect that's how they start the conversation that's how they really um you know get the you know the the the, the boost in their uh, internally so so it is important to chit chat with i so i again coach lady staff to be set aside their uh, reservations about this extra talk when it particularly talking to i people and of course s is easier to go through in a lot of the lady staffs are s and uh, in fact the one that i'm coaching are mostly c <laughs> they are so analytical they are so high quality conscious people that they get in trouble because they are unhappy that people don't care about quality they don't care about process here i am talking so much i mean still nobody takes me seriously and i am telling okay depends on the personality if you really talk to another c person she may see that way but if you so so first thing to figure out is who which kind of person are you dealing with and there are very very easy ways to figure that out you know there are just i have got a checklist which says okay if you go through the checklist six things you look after look for and you can figure out whether it's d or i or s or c and based on that you can start formulating your responses communication approach uh, accordingly and that's yeah, 
I'm a firm believer in that personality, you know, testing too. And there's so many great ones out there, you know, and uh, we'll probably put a link, you know, um, at the end of this conversation, everything where people can reach out to get that little PDF from you or whatever, so that yeah. they can start that, that activity and going, but really pay attention to, are they a hearing person? Are they a seeing person? Are they a feeling person? Those are critical, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so thank you so much for those words of wisdom because they're morsels, you know, that not only can work in business, but in personal life as well. And so we're going to take a short break here. When we come back, Nicole's got some questions for you to dig a little bit deeper into who you are, where you come from, and how you really stepped up to the plate in what you're doing here. So thank you much for sharing this half, and we're going to take a little break, and we'll be back in about 30 seconds. Tupperware is celebrating over 75 years of service to millions around the world. Independent Tupperware consultants have supplemented income while others have made it a full-time business. Christy King is making her way to the top while hosting parties, having fun with friends and family, and opening opportunities to others, making new friends through the use of technology. Reach out to her. She is your go-to girl when it comes to Tupperware for all seasons, birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, new additions to the family, and a whole lot more. Welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks with our guest, Ramesh, calling in from Silicon Valley. And wow, has he been going on a roll today in that business aspect and how you can move through really that personal development and, and tapping into the assets. So, Nicole, you've got some great questions to carry on this conversation. So take it away. Oh, thanks, Beverly. Okay, so here we are. What I, what I really want to ask you is, is you know, I, first I do want to point out, you did mention you're a Toastmaster, and that is something near and dear to my heart, and it is a great group of people, speaking of the groups that you coach, uh, for empowerment and for leading a person up to the stage and empowering them to speak their truth or to tell a story or however it is even uh, to share a little bit of comedy. There's, there's, there's a little bit of relaxation in some of the speeches that they put out there. And, and that's something near and dear to kind of lead yourself to be able to present to a small group of people that are really going to cheer you on. But they're also going to kind of share with you uh, a, a critique of how can you perform better. And as, as, a, as a person that shares self-leadership to self-mastery, I like to share that, that how to perform from the inside. To be a great and empowered leader, you have to be empowered on the inside. So whether we're male or female um, or whatever job we're doing, in order for that to be a success as an entrepreneur or in a corporate job to get a promotion, you need to lead from within. How does that affect the group that you share and, and that you coach and, and, and all the facets around you? That's a very good question, Nicole. You know, everything begins with the mindset, your inner self. And this is my first step in uh, what I coach. You know, first step is always the mindset. When I say mindset, it means few things. I, I'll be very specific. 
person, you have to really be uh, intentional about your growth. You cannot assume just because you're doing work well, you're growing your children, you're aging, doesn't mean that you're growing or you really have, uh, you're going, moving towards your potential. If you are um, uh, a wife beat, I mean, that's probably a bad example, but you know, if you're mistreating your wife for uh, all these years and you continue to do that, you really haven't grown. I mean, no. nobody gave you feedback about it and you nobody coached you to be the right human being. So growth is not automatic. Growth has to come from within. You know, it has to be, in, it is an investment. You have to commit. That is the first thing in the mindset, I feel, is very important. Second thing is self-awareness. Are you aware of your own strengths, your own weaknesses, your own frustrations, your own dreams, your own passions. A lot of the people I coach to, they say, you know, I know I need to improve something. And that's why I come to you, but I don't know what. I have no idea uh, what am I, what my purpose is, what my passion is. Can you help me figure it out? <laughs> so second thing, it's, so there are a lot of things you can do regarding finding your own passion and your own strengths. And one of the big thing about strengths and weaknesses is, Ask people around. Ask Absolutely. your family members. Ask your friends. Ask your network. They have got so much to tell you. All you need to do is listen. Listen, listen well. No, with the open mind. Don't don't filter. Third thing is that self-image. A lot of the people I coach, they have self-image problem. They are accomplished. They are they really have so much talent, they have so much potential, but they have a hard time convincing themselves about it. They are always comparing with others. Say, hey, you know, I think I did that, but you know, the other guy did even more than that. Maybe there's something lacking in me. And I'm <laughs> saying the only person you need to compare is your own version yesterday. That is the only valid comparison. There is no, no other valid comparison. If somebody did something well, uh, in some aspect, maybe it's doing extremely worst in nine other aspects that you are good at. Right? Yes. Other thing is um, uh, also consistency. Do you follow through your commitment? Do you really, really, uh, can you stand up to what you say? Right? And a lot of the problem comes in commitment is because a lot of people are committing to things that they are not even passionate about. They, they don't even care about, but they commit nonetheless. All right. So that is a huge issue. So these are some of the things that I feel from that has to come from internal that is absolutely a foundation for growth, whether it is personal or uh, professional. Uh, you know, well said, because you do have to grow inside. And, and I share with people how to promote within. And so as you know, I like to call it the monkey mind, because our mind plays tricks on us, and it plays games, and it gets a little bit silly. And if you start to write out uh, what your mind is telling you what you're telling yourself, it's sometimes it's a little bit funny, because it's like, Oh, wow, that's that. Why would I say that, you know, and, and how do I speak to myself? How do I speak to other people? And let me speak to myself and hear myself in a loving manner. And, and, and you know, really promoting if people and I, for me, uh, you know, I, I got stuck in that loop of why wasn't I the one getting promoted? 
Why wasn't I the one leading? I had the leadership experience. I had the background. I had the education and couldn't promote. And why was it? Because I wasn't showing up for myself. I was listening uh, to my biggest critic in my head and, and not going out there and talking about it and ask. I love how you say also ask your family and your friends because they're a great network of people. And if we're going to apply that in our network at work, we need to know how do we react to other people and how how do we connect to people? Everybody's got that which you had broken down for us before. Everybody's got a facet of how they learn, how they talk, how they react to one another. And it's everybody. It's it's both men and women and leaders, and they all have a different background. You don't have to get into all of that uh, because it gets to a long story, but just start to understand how people function and just working with them and working harmonious, you know, in harmony uh, with these people so you can make a good network and a connection. And a good leader really delegates. If, if you can delegate uh, to the people at work, you know, what are their strengths, uh, then then you can also work on building their, their weaknesses and building a strong foundation. And it works in home life. You know, if if somebody is good at baking, let them bake the dessert. If somebody is good, uh, they like shopping, let them be the one to go shopping. Uh, if somebody is good at planning events, uh, let them plan the family reunion. And then everybody has something good and everybody can participate and we have a better connection with one another uh, as a whole. Um, I, and there is a quote I did want to read to you because you, you uh, in your biography, it says that uh, you uh, went with uh, John Maxwell, mm-hmm. right? And, and his, there's a great quote that I, I just found. It says, uh, the more you do, the more you fail. Isn't that true? The more you fail, the more you learn. The more you learn, the better you get, right? And, and right. you know, what, what does that say to you as a person having gone through the John Maxwell training about other people? Yes, sure. That's a very good uh, question. First of all, let me tell you the distinction between delegation and empowerment. Okay. You use the word delegation. So there is a delegate is more like a person who you assign to be your rep. You, you're saying, okay, for this specific thing, you are my rep, you are entitled to represent me. Okay. There is a limited uh, authority that you provide for a specific purpose. But empowerment is a little bit more pervasive. Empower, when you empower a person, then you are really transferring the authority as well to make the local uh, uh, to, to decisions that, that they, they need to make to get the job done and you train them and you tell everybody that he is empowered to do that or he or she is empowered to do that. So John Maxwell says that empowerment is absolutely important for two reasons. One is you can't do everything. Right, absolutely. Yeah, right. And second thing is that you really have to develop others to also do things for, otherwise you will be stuck at what you're doing, right? So, um, so empowerment requires you to, first of all, have faith in people. John Maxwell, I really love the four principles of faith in people he talks about. First is not everyone has faith in themselves. So that is one of the biggest, I mean, we talked about self-image problem and 
even the most experienced speakers or coaches, they, they go through phase of nervousness before going to the stage and Toastmasters, talk about Toastmasters. Even though I am a distinguished Toastmaster, when I go to the stage, even then I go through a current of nervousness. You say, oh my God, what if something fails, right? So people do have problem having faith in themselves. Second, many people don't have people around them who have faith in them. Even if they have faith in themselves, they don't have people around them who have faith in them. Right? A lot of my... Um, uh, people I coach, they say, hey, you know, I know that I'm a very good artist, but my, my parents don't think so. They don't think I should be even doing anything related to art at all. <laughs> so that's the second one. The third one is that people can figure out if you have faith in them. They're observing, you know, the, your body language, your, uh, the way you say through your eyes or through your actions, through your words, they know. That this guy has faith, this guy doesn't have faith. This guy has little faith, but this guy has more faith. So they can figure it out. Fourth principle is that people can do wonders, can exceed your expectations if they, if they feel that you have faith in them. So I love these four principles of John Maxwell. And this uh, is very useful in empowerment because unless you have faith in people, you really can't empower. And once you empower, then you can really, really create a very high-performing teams, high-performing uh, um, environment around. Mm, well said, well said. Thank you. You know, it, it, it is, you, you know, uh, at, you're empowering yourself so you can empower others. And, th and that's why we formed, Beverly and I formed 360 Wisdom Speaks. It's really to empower yourself to empower others because it does create that vibration and that energy to, to others. And if you are empowered and people see that, if they feel your energy and as a you know as an energy worker it's people feel your good energy and you want that one person and there's just certain people you have at a party or you have at happy hour or you have at work that walk in the room and you feel so comforted that that person is there they can just be sitting in the in the room in the office at a meeting and they are so supportive of others and and that that is something to look at is is that empowerment that this person brings that energy that connection that they bring and and you spoke earlier, you know, we we spoke about uh, you know um, the the energy that women kind of feel, you know, in that emotions. That's energy, and most of us, both sides, do feel energy. Men and women, they're going to feel that. It's how they feel. Um, but you know, really feeling that, and when you start to connect to that passion of your energy and the passions of your emotion, and you drive into purpose, and then you're moving it forward with that faith and that trust, you know, in networking, it's know, like, and trust. Can you know, like, and trust yourself, right? And if, as you know, like, and trust yourself, you will know, like, and trust others. And, and that just gets into the group and you, you become a better leader of yourself. And this way you move forward into that self-mastery and the ability to have uh, maybe failed or done something, but you tried it. Was yes. there, and then you found out, is that good? Or is that bad, right? And you're trying and you're learning. And, mm -hmm. and that, that just leads us in, the, in this road. And I'd like to come back when you were talking about um, in the beginning of how you, you changed because of what happened with your sister and the closeness that you have to your sister. And you utilize that in your business to say, hey, this is how I can make 
not only my family member, but other people stronger. And not to stay in that trigger mode and to be triumphant, right? And, and so as we learn, you know, those, those traumatic experiences, not to refeel them, but to move forward with that passion and that purpose to share with others, hey, this is what happened in my life, but I'd like you to avoid that. So you don't have to go through that, but you can feel going forward. What is your strength? What is your empowerment that you have, have, um, that you have experienced? Because we can always turn that around to empower you into a business. And that's so many people right now uh, coming into a business as an entrepreneur uh, of their own. Michu Kako talks about our intellectual property, right? That's right now with all the change in the world and AI and all these computers that um, we can have our intellectual property and our creativity. And that brings us back to our entrepreneurship, taking that, that mode of creativity and moving that forward uh, into our life. Um, and I want to thank you. I'm going to bring Beverly back in here because I know she has some questions because I, I could sit and talk to you about leadership all day. I love it. I enjoy it so much. It's so empowering. And, and I want others to be empowered. But I know Beverly has some questions she wants to ask you about some, some tips to share with our audience. Sure. Yeah, it's been fantastic listening to you and really being that expression to make the awareness more obvious, you know, because a lot of times it's the norm and we let it pass us by and we don't really see what's really happening behind the scenes. And again, that inner work, which is the empowerment of the self to empower others around you, right? So, if you could share with the audience, not that you haven't shared so much already, but like three things that they can walk away when this program ends and take with them and start putting this into action today on self-care in that opening awareness, where would they start? Three things that they could start to really put that activity and that action out there to start having other people pay attention and really begin to listen to what they have to say. Great, thank you, Beverly. Let's, uh, so three things if you would ask me. First thing I would say is assess your environment. That's my call to action. You know, is your environment really conducive to growth, your self-care, your self-improvement? So look at things like, who do you spend most of your time with? Because they say that you are average of five people you spend most of your time with. So if you are surrounded by naysayers, those who really cut, keep pulling you down or really uh, adding barriers to your growth rather than really being open and uh, supportive, then you need to make some drastic changes. So review your environment, your surrounding, who you spend time with. Maybe you need to introduce some experts, mentors in your life, and you have to make time for it. That is my first uh, suggestion, but, but assess your environment and make some improvements to make it more growth oriented. Second thing I would say is be curious minded. One thing I have seen is that we take things for granted and we our life goes on. Same thing we keep doing every day, but we really are not curious. If something is asked for, if somebody asks us to jump, we say, how high? 
<laughs> now, first question is, why should I jump? What is the purpose of jumping in the first place? Right? Is it necessary? Is it? Um, uh, likewise, you know, if somebody says, hey, we have to go somewhere and they say, okay, which is the fastest route to go there? Don't look at fastest route, but ask, why are we going there? Is that the right place to go? Is there somewhere else we can? And there's also a lot of implications in terms of life goals, in terms of work, uh, career goals, right? Um, so uh, curious-minded, be questioning. I think we don't ask enough why questions. So that is second tip I will have is to become more curious mind. Have a mindset of a beginner. One of the ways I really have improved my relationship with my kids is by being curious mind. Because I know that they know more than me on many topics, technology and many other things. And uh, so I, when they say, hey, you know, this there is a new VR has come. And I said, what is VR? Can you explain me in a very simple word? They, they like it. They don't think that I'm dumb because I'm asking questions about VR. And not that I said, okay, I don't care what VR is and I don't even want to hear about it. I'm curious about it. So curiosity always pays. It builds your knowledge, builds your relationship, builds your own inner self to uh, improve further. Third thing I would say is keep learning. Don't stop learning. A lot of people think that, hey, I became a manager. I became a director of a company. Now I need to stop. Or I became, you know, I already raised four kids out of their high school. Now I need to stop. My life purpose is done, right? No, your kids are just out of high school. You are so young. You've got so much potential in your life. You can do a lot more things than what you think you can do. So learning is very important. And you learn not just by books. You know, nowadays, because of technology, there is a part, this podcast, this 60 degree podcast itself is a great learning forum, podcasts, videos, uh, you know, there are uh, TED Talks and there are a lot of good conferences, good uh, workshops, good uh, training courses, whatever means you can get. You know, there are books on the, on the Kindle and uh, all kinds of devices do allocate time for learning. And it has to be intentional. At least you allocate some time every day for learning purpose and stick to it. Be accountable for that. And have some accountability system in place so that will remind you. So these are the three things I would suggest. Oh, that's powerful. And you know, and you, like you said, you can incorporate that into business life, into your personal life, and just into the inner workings of who you are. So they're, they're definitely great principles to live by. And thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for being on the show here today. Anyone out there that's interested in reaching out to Ramesh, all of his contact information is going to be right here um, with this podcast. So don't be afraid to reach out, you know, and check him out because he's got a lot of great information and can take you down another road of different perspective and really getting to know that inner working of who you are to make the world inside different so the world outside becomes different as well. Thank you again, Ramesh, for being here. Thank you, Nicole. And this is another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks signing off. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Tupperware is celebrating over 75 years of service to millions around the world. Independent Tupperware consultants have supplemented income while others have made it a full-time business. 
Christy King is making her way to the top while hosting parties, having fun with friends and family, and opening opportunities to others, making new friends through the use of technology. Reach out to her. She is your go-to girl when it comes to Tupperware for all seasons, birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, new additions to the family, and a whole lot more.